Welcome to So What's the Problem, the podcast in which we rewatch movies from our youth to determine if they're problematic by today's standards. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Star Chaser, The Legend of Warren, which was released in the US on November 22nd, 1985. It was written by Jeffrey Scott and directed by Stephen Hahn. It stars the voices of Joe Culligan, Carmen Argenziano, Noel North, Tyke Caravelli, and Anthony de Longus? Longus? The longest, I longest? would say. Okay. Yeah. I did my um, best. You did very well. <laughs> um, considering I just sent you that, like, two seconds ago before we started recording. Um, what's going to happen is this. Jen and I thought of three problems that this movie has, and one positive, and we're just going to have a little chat about it. So, Jen, you have zero history with this movie. I thought you were making it up. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, no, it is it is a real thing. It was released in 3D. It was the the first full length animated, you know, movie where you had to put 3D glasses on to watch in the cinema. I remember um going to the video shop back in it must have been about eighty six, and I just saw this video cover of a really sort of sci fi sort of scene where people like shoot guns and. Someone with a, 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 um, a sword and I'm like, ooh, I'm whatever years old I was, nine maybe. Um, I'm ignorant to what Star Wars is. I think I want to watch this. <laughs> so I watched it in VHS because of the cover. Uh, and I grew up watching Hannibal Bear cartoons. Um, I love Hannibal Bear cartoons. And this was not that. So this was something, <laughs> this was something completely different for me. It was something I hadn't seen in animation yet. Because I'd never seen the likes of Heavy Metal and I'd never... But at that point, I'd never watched Fritz the Cat. I have now seen Fritz the Cat, but at that point, I'd never seen Fritz the Cat. So I didn't know what quote-unquote adult animation was supposed to be. Um, So I thought this is the most grown-up thing I'd ever seen in animation when I was a child. Um, And as we have determined before on this show... I was a fucking idiot as a child. But watching it now, I don't remember being as bored of it as I was watching <laughs> this now. Um, it's not really, it's not brilliantly animated either. The human designs are kind of bland and, I mean, some of it's pretty solid animation-wise, but... Uh, and also, this is our third movie in a row that was released by MGM and um, released in 1985. Hmm. Coincidence? Yes. Yes, says. So what did you think then, Chad? Um, it's okay. Yeah, it was a little too long. It's not that long, but when you're no, watching it... No, but it, it felt long. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I mean. That's you're watching it like, for the first time and, yeah. Um, no, there were some things about it that were okay, but yeah, I was I was a little, little bored, a little struggling. Definitely wasn't surprised when I was reading about the critical reception and saw a lot of comparisons to Star Wars. Oh, it's blatant. <laughs> it, it's, it's, bl- it's a rip-off. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I said, I had no idea back then. Did you watch it a lot or did you just watch it the one time? Um, I think I rented it out a few times and watched it. And then I watched it again as an adult, I think when it was released in DVD. I don't think it's ever been released here. On DVD. It's quite rare to find. Which is why it's perfect for a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you see, that's the thing. I don't believe... I don't think podcasts have to always do things that people... Um, that everybody knows about. I know. No, I know. 
Because if I remember Star Chaser, The Legend of Warren, there's going to be someone else who does as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like my friend Lee. He remembers it. This one's for you, Lee. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's not great. But I didn't expect it to be great. I just wanted to cover it as something different for Animation Month, which is now extended into, um, uh, September. So we'll just start with our problems then. Um, and I think my main problem is maybe quite a big one. And I'm not, I'm not joking. It is actually a big problem because my first problem is sexism. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, the character Cecilia, I think her name is, Cecilia, um, the robot. The treatment of that robot is atrocious. I'm going to go ahead and roll in one of my problems to this one, because that was a problem for me, too. Yeah, because she's sassy and she annoys Dag, so he reprograms her so that she listens to him. How does he, he falls, How does he reprogram her? How does he reprogram yeah. her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does yeah. he do it? He, um, <laughs> he, uh, there's a hatch in her ass, and he has to go into her ass and rewire her um, circuits. Does she consent butt. to this? She does not. Does he tape her mouth shut? Yes, he does. Okay, that's that's like, <laughs> that's just really important. Yeah, no, and it's what's terrible. The, what's the first thing she does when she gets reprogrammed? Um, she jumps his bones. She, yeah, basically. she hits on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure we got all that on record. Yeah, and then as soon as she as soon as she falls for him, he sells her into slavery, and then also initially they kidnap her in the first place. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. They essentially kidnap her in the first place. Uh, and, like, even, like, in a design way, why is she designed like that? Why does this robot have breasts? Because it's important that female robots be sexy and also that robots have gender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, the way they, they animate it is, like, there's constant, and I mean constant, shots of her ass. There's there's always shots of this robot's ass. Always. The camera just pans to her butt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, A, she's a robot. And B, what the fuck are you doing? It's 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 supposed to be a movie aimed at family audience and they're sexualizing this robot. Um and then when she proves herself to actually be useful and save their lives, um th- she becomes a couple at the end with um Dag. Uh, who is a horrible, terrible human being. Um, um, yeah, and it's not just the robot because Elan, the woman who is with Orin in the mines, mm-hmm. uh, she's all set to, she's all set up to be heroic and everything, and then she just dies. Yeah. She gets murdered. And then he finds a, a new woman straight away when he goes up into the, into the, um, our earth. And what pisses me off about that as well is the fact that the new love interest is voiced by the exact same actress as, as, as the first love interest who dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's ballsy and also quite fucking terrible. <sighs> it's just, it's terrible. The, the sexism in this movie is ridiculous. It's And all the women are just there to be saved and don't really do anything, you know? Ugh, I mean, uh... that's that's what women do. We get saved, but like... What what do you expect us to do anything heroic? We're just women. I know. Okay, you're not supposed to agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know I don't actually. Mean, I know. But I mean, wasn't um, wasn't Princess Leia like shooting people by this point? I believe so. If they're copying Star Wars, at least copy Princess Leia and make one of the the main characters, the main lead uh, female characters, a badass. There only is technically three female lead characters, but one of them dies early on. And I just count her as the same as the other one because it's the same actress. And she doesn't even really try to do a different voice. And they they even show that by having him hearing her voice, waking up and then seeing his first girlfriend Mm -hmm. first. And then, you know, it changes into the second girlfriend. And it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Yeah. So, sexism. That's an important We weren't allowed badass women back then. Not as many. Back in 85, no. I uh, I saw Shang Chi yesterday, and um, I'm like, okay, now we're allowed badass women. <laughs> yeah, because there were some badass women in that movie, and uh, yeah, and then I watched something like this, and I'm like, I'm glad things have changed a lot. <laughs> Absolutely, I like action movies or sci-fi movies weren't actually aimed at a female audience because they thought that they had to be aimed. I don't know. It's like. This has to be it's it's this has to be for boys. This has yeah, to be it's, for men. Yeah, well, you know, and I didn't watch action movies for a really long time because I kind of thought, mm. oh, that's a boy thing. Like I mm. I just thought, oh, I'm not that's not for me. Um which sucks cuz I could have I would have grown up to be a very different person if I'd been watching my correct genres when I was younger. And then it's also and I'm one of those people who's like, yeah, these movies weren't aimed at girls, so of course they don't have badass girl characters. That sucks. Like, why couldn't, even if it's aimed at men, why couldn't it have strong female characters? Like, it's it like the idea that, like, oh, men will have no interest in strong female characters. And it's like, well, why don't you try? Their logic is men need, or boys need to watch a movie where they want to be the hero. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can't have that if it's a female lead who's been a badass. That's their logic back in 1985. But wouldn't I mean if the characters are badass? Wouldn't wouldn't a young boy still want to be badass and like be like the hero? I mean, we had Shira back then. Yeah, Shira debuted in this this year, nineteen eighty five. So why couldn't you know? I mean, Shira was aimed at quote unquote girls, but I watched Shira when I was a boy. Yeah, but and but then notice like that's the less important one, right? Because people, what people talk about is He Man. They don't talk about Shira. Yeah, true. But He-Man did have the better characters, to be fair. I loved He-Man. I just, it's, I think it's, I wonder how many, uh, like, how many more girls watched He-Man than boys watched She-Ra, because, yeah. like, it's more acceptable for girls to like, you know, boy things than for boys to like girl things. It is, but as we, as we talked about last time, um, I fell into that trap when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't really watch a lot of, like, quote-unquote girls things, like Care Bears and My Little Pony and stuff. But if I thought, if I think about it, like, the quality of cartoons back then, see, watching something like My Little Pony probably isn't that different to watching something like He-Man. Mm-hmm. Because they were basically all written and all that by the same people, um, all these cartoons... Um, and they all had the same sort of morals and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like be a good person, um, have good friends, uh, don't treat each other like shit. Yeah, that's basically what all these cartoons were about. And you know what we call that? What liberal propaganda? 
Yeah, how <laughs> dare they? How dare you teach children to be good people? Let let children be little bastards if they want to be. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Right, so that was so that was your your second problem was just the the, the robot basically, or was it? Yeah, sexism. It, everything. Everything. Yeah. So we agree in one. Yes. I thought we would. I thought we might agree in something. What's your next problem? Uh, racism. Okay. Cool. Because all the heroes are white, and some of the designs of the bad guys are quite questionable. Like the, uh, for lack of a better word, the uh, pimp? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some dodgy um, caricatures going on in this movie. And one of them may, may or may not have been voiced by Michael Winslow. We don't know. But back in 1985, I mean, a lot of the cartoons in that were white back in 1985. Mm. He-Man was white. I don't think there was many... People of colour and He-Man. A lot of cartoons back then were white. Or animals. Yeah. Animals that knew no colour. <laughs> so what's uh, what's your second problem? Um. Okay, well, first of all, we were supposed to record last week, but then I got sick. Um, yeah, me too, actually. I had started to watch it last week, and then at the point where I realised I shouldn't record, I stopped. So I watched the first, like, 25 minutes last week. Mm. And, you know, it really bummed me out. Like, that's that's really, like, that's my problem, is that the beginning of it just it, it just really depressed me. Mm-hmm. And it, that's not a great way to start off a movie, because it, it wasn't, like, a couple minutes of depression. It was, like, quite a bit of time with these these slaves and these mines. And I was just yeah. so depressed. And uh, yeah. so I, I, I left it for this week with <laughs> really bad attitude. <laughs> Well, that actually goes into my third problem. And it's a problem that keeps coming up in these movies that we cover from the 80s that are aimed at, supposed to be aimed at family audiences. And it's just who the fuck are these movies aimed at? Who is this for? The beginning of this movie is far too dark and violent for kids. And there's people getting whipped. Mm -hmm. And there's necks getting broken. Uh, and this is all in the first 20 minutes. Uh, it's just so dark and depressing. And I don't even think adults back then would give a shit about this movie because they would probably just think, oh, it's for kids. So I'm not going to watch this. I feel like just like the Mark Twain movie, it's like, it just the 80s were weird. Like, the, yeah. the stuff, like, I think that kids probably did watch both these, but it's just like, we just had some weird shit when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. like, and I, it's been a while since I watched it. We should probably watch it for the podcast. But like, ET, mm-hmm. you know, hearing about how scared kids were, like from like the government people that show up and stuff. Yeah, like things were just kind of dark. Yeah, you should be scared of the, the government kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's even swearing in this movie. There's, like, I mean, bastards is said twice. Yeah. son of a bitch. You don't hear bastard in a Disney movie. You don't even hear bastard in a, a Star Wars movie. There was no swear in the Star Wars movies. So, I mean, it's like, who? There's so much murder. There's so much enslavement. And, um, uh, you know, people getting damaged by whips. It just seems a bit... And, oh, yeah, and um, an old man gets blinded and then dies um, by getting whipped across the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's, always, that's always good to see. Going back and watching these older movies, ones that I used to love as a kid, and I did love this as a kid, but watching these things now, it's like, 
not why did I watch them, but why did I enjoy them? You know, is it like because I hadn't seen something like this before that I liked this? Maybe. Yeah. Is it because I hadn't heard Bastard in a movie, in a kid's mo- a animated movie before? I don't know. I mean, like, we watched Return to Oz, like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was the cocaine they were they were doing like they made the weird yeah. movies and it was mo- it wasn't so weird to us right like it was more normal because weird was normal and we're also yeah, but- we're also coming out of the 70s where like if you look i mean i'm not thinking necessarily just of kids movies because i can't even really think of that many kids movies from the 70s that i'm familiar with but like yeah. the movies in the 70s were a lot darker and like that was also a time when a movie like debbie does dallas can be like mainstream and do really well like yeah we're coming out of out of a decade where everyone's everything's just darker and dark stuff is more acceptable and i i think reagan came in and and changed a lot of that um i I don't know if it was him like something came in and changed attitudes but from it's probably nancy in the in the 70s and and the 80s it's like things were dark um and yeah. weird it's i mean this is when david lynch is coming up right <laughs> yeah like, we were just more okay with weird shit i mean i don't i'm not complaining about it i mean i I do think that kids films should have a little bit of sort of bite to them sometimes right mm-hmm. because i don't think you should um pamper kids and sort of give them uh Make make everything sunshine and rainbows and all yeah. that, right? And even the Care Bears movie had had that book, which, um, in research afterwards, actually after the podcast episode, people actually were terrified of that book when they were young. Yeah, I was afraid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, this is this was the Care Bears movie, and it still has elements in it that are quite sort of scary. I'm all for it, but when you get a movie like this that doesn't seem to know exactly who its audience mm-hmm. is, it can be a bit tricky. The the 80s just felt like things were just more grown up, even if they were for kids. So it, it makes it extra mm. hard to tell who this is for, because like, I just think about all the movies I watched when I was a kid, and um, like actually yesterday I was reading an interview with uh, Elizabeth Shue about um, Adventures in Babysitting, and mm. I was... What, like six when that came out or something we rented it my dad and i rented it a million times and i watched it so many times when i was like seven or however old i was mm-hmm. should i have been watching adventures and babysitting that many times at that age probably not no that's not appropriate no and you can't even get that uncut anymore it's all edited in disney plus which is oh atrocious. really that sucks yeah um it's a tv version that's on disney plus. okay i have the i have the dvd that's cool. There, there was, and it's. I feel like I'm. I'm wondering if this is common with kids today because I don't know anything about it. Like, I know in the 80s and 90s, it was like a pretty normal thing that you'd be at a sleepover, even in like elementary school, and someone's going to whip out a horror movie, and yeah. you're going to watch it. And I know that my kid is aware of horror villains. Like, it's kind of. Uh, terrifying how young they are when they know about Pennywise. Mm-hmm. He and he hasn't done a ton of sleepers or anything, but like he hasn't been exposed to that, and I don't hear him talking about kids at school watching these movies. Um, and I'm wondering if that's a thing that happens as often anymore because I feel like that was like a super common thing in the 80s, and that parents didn't care as much, like if their kids were watching Freddy Krueger. No, 
We were allowed to watch some shit, man. Yeah, I saw those movies at a young age. I, I grew up watching Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I mean, we spoke about it. You probably forgot that we even covered this <laughs> on the podcast, but we spoke about it on the Terminator episode. I remember doing Terminator. <laughs> That's good, because I watched that when I was young. And it's just so weird that, like, I mean, I don't I don't care, right? People can show their kids whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know your kid and you know what your kid can handle, or at least you should be able to know that, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't force things on kids, like sit down here and watch this horror movie, and then sit them down and watch fucking Cannibal Holocaust or something. You know what I mean? You shouldn't do that. But show them like maybe something like a... Like a Portergeist or something PG-13, you know what I mean? Mm. Just ease them into it. That's what I think, anyway. I didn't have that, but that, I think... Although I did watch Portergeist when I was a kid. Uh, but that was rated 15 here. A lot of those movies, a lot of kids today wouldn't watch. Like, if you sat your kid... Not your kid, but people. If people sat their kid down to watch this, chances are the kids are going to be bored at their fucking skulls, right? right. They're going to be bored. They're, they're not going to like this at all. And it doesn't matter if we're saying, oh, I don't know who this is for, because it's clearly not for anyone now. It's maybe now more of a sort of like a nostalgia thing for people like me. Um, who I did sort of enjoy watching it, even though I know it's terrible. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and if you if you let a kid watch Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think kids are going to really be scared of that. I think they're going to think it's, you know, quaint. I don't know. It depends. My sister watched it when she was younger. I, I, I got permission of my mum to sit her down and watch Halloween, um, The Fog, and A Nightmare on Elm Street when she was, I don't know, 13, I think? 12, 13? Um, and it didn't bother her. But she can't, she's not very good on horror movies now. Mm-hmm. Like, recent horror movies she can't really watch. So I think it's because ones like that are now sort of tame and quaint and uh, the special effects are older, do you know? Yeah. But uh, this is rated PG and um, they're swearing. And I'm, I'm amazed, like, there isn't a nip slip or something in <laughs> this movie, honestly. Uh, so what is your your third problem? This one's been tough. You already did racism, and I don't think we should share too many problems. Um, <laughs> I one problem I had, but then I came up with an explanation. Is I was really annoyed that what's his face's uh, cigar, like he always had a cigar in his mouth, and it never seemed to go out. Mm. But I realized this yeah. is the future. It's probably a vape cigar, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Right. <laughs> You just retroact- retroactively um, explained yes. that. Because there's no way they knew what that was back then. But, uh, yeah, Dag. Yeah, Dag. Dag. Um, and he's terrible. Uh, but I'm going to say, and you, you mentioned it a little earlier, but Oren's, like, girlfriend dying, and then he immediately takes up with this other girl, like, pretty damn yeah. quickly. I also, one thing I'm really sick of in movies is people having, like, their first kiss in, like, a dangerous situation where it's like, this is not the time to be doing this. You should be worried no. about your life. And know. they take a moment to kiss. And I'm like, no, wait, wait until things have calmed. Down. You can wait. You can wait. Pretend that you're mourning your girlfriend for a couple days. <laughs> yeah. No. Jeez. I mean, again, that's just like, this is for young boys. This is what boys like. This is, you know, it's, um, 
Which is hilarious because my child hates romance. Exactly. <laughs> he, exactly. If he watched this movie, that would be his least favorite part. Uh, yeah, it's like that bit in The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a kissing book? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, fun fact, uh, he uh, has recently come around a little bit on romance, but he said it mm-hmm. was just when it's his friends. And what I, it just now clicked with me that the way he was describing it, it's not that he likes romance better now. It's that he likes gossip. <laughs> Nice. I think he's learning the joy of gossip, like that. It's not that he cares whether or not his friend likes some girl, but he likes talking about like, well, Alden likes Janessa, but Janessa likes Ethan. You know, like he he likes gossiping. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to tell him about gossip. Because <laughs> I don't know if he, I don't know if he if he know, if he's familiar with like the actual concept of gossip, but that's what he likes. Yeah. That's what he likes, which makes me feel better than him liking romance. Actually, what, you meant the movie from 2000 st- starring um, Joshua Jackson and Norman Reedus, but there you go. Uh, no, but we'll, we'll watch that at some point. Yeah. So before we go into positives, there's a few notes that I've written down here. Um, it's Jimmy's notes. Um... There will be a few for it now. I actually think we should embrace um, animated action movies uh, more. And what I mean by that is, like, not just animated action movies, but, like, animated horror movies as well. Because you could do a lot of animation. Like, just make an action movie that's that's um, a fully animated or a horror movie, even if it's R-rated, just make it you know, I would love that sort of thing. I don't know. I was just thinking about that when I was thinking about the animation and this and who this is for. Yeah. Uh, like, if, uh, I would love to watch an animated slasher movie. I don't I have no idea why, yeah. but I would. I would watch that shit. I think that would be quite interesting um, if it was done right. Uh, yeah, anyway, I've written his first girlfriend, her, her grandfather dies. And uh, she says, my grandfather, he's gone. Now I have no one. And Oren says, you have me. And it's like, dude, he just died. Like, just now. You just saw it. Now's not the time. And then she dies anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Dag looks like they were trying to get someone who looks a bit like Dean Stockwell to play him. Because he's kind of got like, Dean Stockwell look about him. Mm-hmm. And the main bad guy kind of looks like Michael Ironside. But they can't. They couldn't afford to pay those two actors. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you, Jen. Yes. Why does Arthur, um, the the AI of the the ship, why does he sound like a gay stereotype TV character? I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying to remember the name of the guy. I thought he sounded like, but I'm just totally blanking. But he sounded like someone very specific. Right. And also, Dag's ship is shaped like a penis. Boyd Kirkland is a storyboard artist in this, and he went on to write and direct episodes of Batman the Animated Series. And Batman the Animated Series is one of the best animated TV shows of all time, so at least something good came out of this movie. And what is with the title, The Legend of Orin? Mm-hmm. Why is it Why is it The Legend of I mean, shouldn't this? it be like The Legend of the Blade or something? Yeah. Why is it The Legend of this whiny little bastard? Mm-hmm. Right. So my positive... Um, and it's just something that I looked up and I knew the, the word dag meant something, right? 
Dag means, in Australia, it basically means someone who is an idiot, but it's said in sort of like a playful way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're such a dag kind of thing, right? But I also discovered that the word dag means a bit of wool caked in shite that hangs from the arse of a sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just, that just amused me. So that's my positive of this movie. Okay. Because dag is the worst. Um, so what is your positive? I forgot about the fact that I have to have a positive. Um, yeah, me too. I just wrote this about five minutes before we started recording. I guess my positive is that the slaves got freed. <laughs> Yay! I mean, it was as as bored as I was sometimes, and I may have taken a couple naps. Like, I may have stopped it to take a nap <laughs> a couple times. Um, like, I didn't fall asleep watching it, but just kind of stopped and took a nap. Um, it was something different, and <laughs> that's always nice. Yeah, I mean, it's good that they that they, um, they saved the, the slaves. And, you know, Oren's new powers, he could bring uh, his, his brother, I think. Mm-hmm. He could make his brother see again. Um, he can't bring his old girlfriend back to life. Well, that was a, a bit of a bastard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, he made the blind boy see. Um, so, Jen, Animation Month extended into uh, September because both of us were ill and we are just weak humans who get ill mm-hmm. a lot. But that's fine because we're no longer going to do three months because of things like this. So I've decided, and I did tell Jen, <laughs> um, that we're going to do seasons, which is basically like, like if you're on, if you're watching TV and they would be like, Coming up next, it's the start of the James Bond season, and they would show the, all the James Bond movies. Okay. Or it's the start of like an Eddie Murphy season here on BBC One, and then they would show like five Eddie Murphy movies in a row. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, not at the same night, but like weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we're going to do now, because then that way we're not restricted to a month, and we can start halfway through a month. Like, we could say halfway through... January, oh, we're going to do a month worth of um, sequels. Not a month's worth. Like, we're going to do five weeks, six weeks worth of sequels of movies that we've already covered. And then we can stop it when we want, and then we're not restricted to the month. So I've decided that's what we're going to do now, because that also helps if one of us has to take... Bleh, that also helps if one of us has to take a week off. Yeah, it sounds good. This also means that it's your pick next, Jen. Have you thought of anything? Um, and we're not doing a theme for for. Next we're not week. doing a theme, though. No. Then, uh, she's all that. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. I just watched. Right. I just watched. He's all that, and it made me want to yeah. watch. She's all that, and so I was like, "Why not?" Okay, fair enough. That will be the first episode of October because we're taking a few weeks off in September. Uh, so that's all we have time for. If you'd like to follow the podcast, it's at Drop the Pilot Pod. Shiftedbench.co.uk is the website. Uh, contact at shiftedbench.co.uk is the email address mm. where you can email us and tell us that we were wrong and Star Chaser The Legend of Warren is the best children's movie ever made. <laughs> and then I'll reply back to you it's not a children's movie. Fuck off. I won. I really won. Um, where can people find you on the internet, Jen? I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter, and uh, I have a Party 5 Rewatch podcast called Closer to Free. When was the last time you released an episode? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.